Welcome in to A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville or Nashville's on demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it all happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Hit them up at renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Man, do the pulse of fitness for one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, uh, Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings at Calvin and Subtle.com, uh, is where to find their great inventory. Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And then you've got Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride, Check them out. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go in Lebanon. Great dealership that will find the right ride for you. So, Jack, uh, you haven't really talked a lot of Vols with our live audience before. Typically, you're the Titan guy as you and you host our Titan Up podcast with our guy Austin Huff as well. But what are how have you viewed this Tennessee basketball team as we've watched really a roller coaster of a season for them as they were ranked as high as like sixth in the country. Now they're unranked. We got a big win over Florida yesterday. Well, you know, I follow this. I follow SC basketball pretty closely and I've been watching a lot of this Vols team this year. Um, mainly just because every time I tune in, I feel like I don't have them figured out. They've been consistently inconsistent all season long. They don't have a go-to guy when the time's winding down. And I think that's been an issue. Leadership is a question as well because that kind of that kind of gets lost in the shuffle when you have uh, your best players as freshmen. How can they help lead this team? You know, I don't think the guys that they have are ready for that. I don't think Fulkerson's really stepped up the way a lot of people thought he would this year. But you get a big win against Florida yesterday and get kind of reset yourselves, get ready for the SC tournament. I think you can build a lot of confidence there. Getting right on the road is something I believe in, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey. When things are going wrong and you hit the road and it's just you and your guys, you know, against the world, you're on the road by yourself, no fans in the building, especially for you guys. Um, it's just y'all and y'all got to you got to focus on what you do well. You got to get right on the road. That's what they did or that's what they're that's what they're going to have to do in the SEC tournament when it's just them and the coaching staff in Nashville. Yeah, so the SEC tournament's coming up in Nashville on starting on Wednesday night. So we'll throw up the bracket real quick because <clears throat> the Vols earned themselves the four seed by beating Florida on Sunday. Uh, if they lost to Florida, they would have slipped down to the sixth seed where they would have played South Carolina. But now they get the double bye. They do not play until Friday. So they will get either Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, or another a rematch with Florida on Friday in Nashville. So that's great. But I, I honestly feel like the Vols basketball team, as they in February were really, really slumping. They were wishy-washy. I believe they were a 500 basketball team. They would look great in thumping Kansas. Then they would lose an ugly game at Ole Miss. They look great uh, again on a, a midweek game against Georgia or South Carolina. Then they would drop an ugly game against LSU or Auburn on Saturday. They dominated Kentucky and Lexington, got their ass kicked by Kentucky and Knoxville, all over the place. Very difficult for, to get a gauge on what this team is, but like Jack said, but I do think they got exactly what they needed because what they needed was a confidence-building, dominant win where their leaders stepped up 
and played really well. And that game changed. It was 31-17, Jack, in the first half. Tennessee was down 14 points. They scored 17 points for like the first 12 minutes of the game. And I'm sitting here going like, they are completely choking under pressure. Then Victor Bailey Jr. knocks down some shots. They start building it back. They close the halftime lead down to five. And then they go on this run in the second half. And this play by Eve Pons, I think, solidified to me that Tennessee was not going to let this game slip to their fingers. He got pushed. Johnson got pushed. They, second time they've run the lob to Johnson instead of Pons. Locked as it's squatted. Volleyball spike. Break out the other legs. Just spectacular. I mean, his head is literally rim high. And there's not many guys in college ball that have the speed, the quickness, the explosion to do that. And Eve Pons is an absolute freak. And when he's able to play defense like that, Fulkerson stepped up with 14. Bailey, they had a lot of players play really nicely. But uh, they got exactly what they needed yesterday by being able to beat that Florida team like that. No question. What a play by Eve Pons. He's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's he's been fun to watch night in night out for the Vols the last few years. But here's the thing, you know, while the Vols have multiple guys who can chip in and contribute and lead the team on a on any given night. Look, in the last nine games, they've had five different guys lead the team in scoring. It, it, they have guys that can produce, but you don't have the one guy you can rely on yet. Uh, sometimes it looks like it's Jaden Springer. Other times, Victor Bailey looks like he's going to be the guy. Uh, there's nights where Keon Johnson looks like he could do it as well. Um, what strikes me the most about yesterday's win is they got back to what they're, they've been great at all season. That's good, strong defense. They're 17th in the nation in defense, uh, and they allow under 63 points per game. That's tops in the SEC. If you can hold a team under 65, you have a chance to win any night. You, you do. And with the way the Vols offense is playing when Fulkerson gets going is a completely different element. They're 13 and one when Fulkerson scores in double digits. Okay. I mean, when when they get enough out of Fulkerson in the in, in the in the center position, then they're in good shape because that their strength is those is those guards and those in those you know stretch three set stretch fours uh, that they have two through four. They're ve very very solid, but if they can get play out of uh, you know a Viscovi at point guard and and Fulkerson down low, then yeah. they're really hard to beat, especially when they're playing their best defensively. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You said 13-1 and one when Fulkerson's in double digits. That's right. 13 and that, that's, all that they, that's all that this team's really needed this year. When they're not playing well, they're not getting the most out of Fulkerson. He's kind of taken a step back this season, but if he turns it on when it matters, I think all will be forgotten. And yesterday was a step in the right direction for him. Yeah, and so he had 14 points off 6 of 10 shooting, had 7 rebounds. Uh, four assists and a steal. So like Fulkerson playing well, that's, that's again, that goes into the recipe that they needed in, in, in that game yesterday. They have a comeback that builds confidence. John Fulkerson steps up and gets some ugly, hard, gritty baskets. Eve Pons makes plays. And now I feel like the roster can have confidence once again in John Fulkerson to be their leader because entering this SEC tournament, let's think about this, Jack. How many guys on the Vols roster have played in an SEC tournament? Little Ooh. trivia question. How many guys on the Vols roster have played in an, in an SEC tournament? Three. I think it's only two. I two. think it's just Fulkerson and Pons. Maybe okay. Deontay Gaines. But he doesn't count because he's not playing much anyway. So it's literally like Fulkerson and Pons 
are the only two guys who've got legitimate tournament experience. And so I do want to get to our question here because I feel like it's good. What is your trust level in Vols Hoops entering tournament time one through ten? Uh, I feel like we're going to have some good answers on this, a good discussion. What is your trust level in Vols Hoops entering tournament time for the SEC tournament starting this week? Also with the NCAA tournament coming up in less than two weeks. So we'll get your answers. But first, let me tell everybody about Mandu.com and the Pulse of Fitness. Mandu is the Pulse of Fitness. What does that even mean? It's a 15-minute workout that simulates five or more hours in the weight room. They get 15 minutes of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. I did my workout on Saturday. have another one coming up on Wednesday. I love what it's been able to teach me about fitness. If you have a fitness goals that you want to achieve this year, make Mandu a part of your routine. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. And we're, look, I want to talk about BetMGM here as well. Um, March is here. We are finally in March Madness with tournament play already underway in some conferences. It's getting started this week for the big guys. So get download BetMGM, the app. Use promo code AZSports. You're going to earn a $600 risk-free bet. You win it, boom, there's extra money. You lose it, no, no, no skin off your back, no harm, no foul. Download the BetMGM app today, and let's start winning money in March. There you go. I had a rough week, by the way. I don't want to talk about it. I tweeted about it last night about my four college basketball parlays where I lost in the last leg four days in a row that just absolutely brutal. I probably lost out on about $500 plus, maybe $600 of winnings on the last leg of the parlay. But anyway, let's get back to our our question here that we have today is what's your trust level involves hoops entering tournament time? Uh, And let's get your answer. Guy riding the fence with five. One through ten is how you answer here. Charles says he's at a four. Jeff Rubel says six. He's two up and down. Jared says eight now that Fulkerson is back on track. Danny Whitson has says have to go with a five. You never know which Vols team will show up. Rob says it's a six. They're inconsistent, but they've had some really good showings there too. Zach Goodman says, one, never trust the Vols no matter what sport. And I think there's a lot of people that can subscribe uh, to, that, uh, to that as well. Uh, more comments to read for you guys. Steven says, I say four. If they battle Florida in the quarterfinals, it could change it to a five if the Vols make the semifinals. We'll talk more specific SEC tournament and what the Vols need to accomplish uh, this week in Nashville. Darren says five, too much inconsistent. Evan with a three. Uh, Steven says, that's why you don't gamble, Austin. Nah, but it, it's it's fun. It's Aaron a with a nine. Place. Aaron nine. with a nine. Nine, I don't know about that. I'd like for Aaron, if you're still – uh, in here on YouTube to expand on why you trust the Vols nine out of ten entering tournament time. Brock with a six, Vols dominate ninety eight with no clue they're going to get a five. Never know what you're going to get. I will says four outworked by unranked team of unranked opponents too many times. That's pretty good. Kyle says nine. Come back on Florida and you get some good momentum. So there's there's all across the board. We had a one and we had a couple nines. I don't see how you can even think about saying a nine. No. Watching this basketball team, they're frustrating. But, Jack, 1 through 10, what is your trust level in this Vols basketball team entering the SEC tournament? So you're asking me how much I trust not only the Vols basketball team, but Rick Barnes and the big dance. Absolutely. And, and for, for that reason, I'm, I'm going to go three and a half. Uh, Ooh. Greg Gregorman just commented that three and a half. I think I – look, I agree with him. Rick Barnes struggles in March, especially when he's not a one or a two seed. When Rick Barnes' teams are one or two seeds in the big dance, 
they have a 10 and 3 record. However, Rick Barnes' record overall is 24 and 24. So that means 14, or yes, 14 and 21 when Rick Barnes' teams are not a one or a two seed. The Vols, as of yesterday, uh, Joey Brackets had at a six seed. So even if they win the SEC tournament, they're not going to get up to a two. Um, I say three and a half because the Vols haven't won three straight games in two months. We talk oh, about the, the we talk about <laughs> consistently inconsistent. That's what they have been. They'll win two, lose one, win two, lose one, and it it, it was almost numerical for a little bit. But the, they they started to lose more than just one every three games. So I I don't believe in them long term because Rick Barnes struggles with teams that are that aren't expected to go far. He's not an overachiever in March. Um, the last Sweet 16 appearance he had outside of the 2017. 2018 Vols team that was really a, a couple bad calls away from going to the Elite Eight. Um, his la- the last time he appeared in a Sweet 16 game was 07 and 08. So it's right. been 13 years uh, since, since Rick Barnes has made it to the Sweet 16. I would say with the roster that, he, that the Vols had and with the, getting as high as six in the rankings, anything below a Sweet 16 appearance this season should be considered a failure. And for the fact that they haven't won three straight, in two months, and that's what they're going to have to do to make it past the Sweet 16. I, I, I'm going three and a half. I don't trust them. Well, you're you're at least hoping that the law that if they win the SEC tournament, then they will have won Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that there's your three straight, yeah, right? That's right. So and so I I don't think that's going to happen. So by Jack's logic, I think you we'll talk about the SEC tournament, what they need to do, but they lose in the tournament at some point. That resets their clock, so maybe they can win two games to get to the Sweet 16. But there was a point, Jack, when I saw them lose to LSU, and that was an ugly game, really, really bad. They were not that competitive at all. They lost by 13 at LSU. They had five games left in their schedule. And at that point, I believe you know they, were, they could have won through because they had South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Florida. I was thinking – they need to win these five games. And they could have, but they laid two eggs against Kentucky and Auburn and went three and two in those last five when they really could have put themselves in position to earn a three seed or a four seed in the NCAA tournament if they finish on a hot streak like that. So the question is, what's your trust level in the Vols basketball team entering tournament time? I'm going to go, I hate answering five. I'm more confident than Jack. I'm going to go with a six. I'm at a six only because I think not having a game in the middle of the week last week allowed them to get healthy and allowed Josiah Jordan James to get healthy. Obviously, John Fulkerson had a bounce back performance after taking a week off uh, before the Florida game. Then by winning that Florida game, they gained so much confidence in themselves and how they won it by being down 14 early coming back and dominating the rest of the game since they once they were down 14. And then they earned themselves another five days off or four days off technically by not playing until Friday night. So I think more rest for the Vols is needed because they're battling injuries. They get healthier by having another four days off, have an opportunity to beat Florida again to gain extra confidence on Friday. And then they could play Alabama in the uh, semifinal round, and they need to revenge that Alabama loss that was their first loss of the season back in January. So my confidence level right now in the Vols is a 6 out of 10, 
And I'll read some more comments. Uh, Greg says they don't have an alpha that can take over the SEC tournament. Greg's right about that. Right. Right. Go, go further into it. Well, they just don't have guys. To, to win in tournament play is a lot different than winning in the regular season when you play two games a week. Uh, you, to, to win in the tournament, so often you have to have a guy who can go off for not just one game, but two, three game stretches. You have to, you have, to have a guy you can rely on to come out hot uh, and really just feel comfortable letting him take the majority of the shots. And like we said earlier, the Vols don't have that. They've, they've, I mentioned this. They had five different leading scores in the last nine times they've played. They don't have a guy you can simply just say, hey, here's the ball. We're turning over the reins to you. Go get it done. Uh, they, they don't have that. And that's why you can't be successful in the tournament because you, you look at the past ball teams that have succeeded. Let's just talk about the most recent one, the, the Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield squad. I, you, you would feel comfortable handing the ball or handing the keys to the car to either one of those guys, those guys to, to say, hey, you know what? Let's go get two in a row. Let's get three in a row. We're, 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 on, your, we're on your back. Uh, they, they don't have a guy you can put the whole team on, on, on a certain guy's back. At, that's, at times, it looks like it's Springer. But at times, it also looks like it's, it's Keon Johnson or Victor I Bailey. Think, I, think I, had, I think it's Victor Bailey. I think if you're looking at a guard and a button when you need a bucket, I think Victor Bailey is the guy who can knock down a shot that can calm everybody down. And then I still think John Fulkerson. It, John Fulkerson's the energy guy. When he starts to play well and starts to knock down uh, buckets around the paint, you see the emotion in his teammates rise. And so I think John Fulkerson is the energizer bunny for the team that gets everybody else going. But I also do think that Victor Bailey is the guy that calms people down uh, by hitting a, a nice jumper or a three even. Yeah, Fulkerson is that guy. He, look, he's a senior. He's a guy that they all look up to. And Fulkerson's not just the energy guy. In my opinion, he's the complete and total X factor. If, if Fulkerson's going, this Vols team's going 13-1 and one when he's in double figures. That's, a, that's an astounding number to me. It, but I, he's not good enough uh, by himself to take over a tournament. He, they don't have a guy like that. They just, if they do, then it's one of the freshmen. And that's a problem when your go-to guy is going to be a freshman in the big dance where so many other teams have so much more experience playing in a tournament like this. The Vols don't. I don't trust the Vols. I think their ceiling, the highest their ceiling is for me is a sweet 16 appearance. And that's if everything falls right in, in the big dance. I do like where they are. Uh, in the SEC tournament. I like their side of the bracket. I think they match up well. I think they're avoiding the two teams that I think pose the biggest threat to them in the tournament, okay. and that's Hold Arkansas and Missouri. All right, so let, let's get into that in the SEC tournament discussion here in a little bit. Uh, right now, what do the Vols need to accomplish in the SEC tournament to make you feel good about them? What do the Vols need to accomplish in the SEC tournament to make you feel good about them as a basketball team. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Calvin and Settle, calvinandsettle.com. If you're looking for new hardwood floors and finishings for your home, check them out, calvinandsettle.com. They do a fantastic job. Zach tells you guys every day about the uh, the materials, the stylings, the the stylish, the fashion sense that Calvin and Settle has. They also do great cleanings as well. You can subscribe to be a, a member of their service to get them come out and to clean your hardwood floors the right way professionally. But if you're looking to get new hardwood floors, they can up the equity 
in your home, up the value in your home. Calvin and Settle does a great, efficient job of getting in, giving your estimate, and doing the work, and then getting the hell out of your house because nobody wants to be going through a month-long process of getting new floors. That's annoying. So CalvinandSettle.com, they're trusted in the Middle Tennessee area. Again, CalvinandSettle.com is where to go. Hey, if you want to build enough money to where you can buy new flooring, you can you can you can pay for Calvin and Settle to come and, and redo your floors. Download the BetMGM app. This is where we're going to win our money in March. Download the BetMGM app with promo code A to Z Sports. BetMGM is, is the king of sports books. They have so much variety when it comes to, to games you can bet on and sports you can even bet on. Uh, they have it all, and it's really easy and simple to use. Easy to win money. It, look, I'm signing up to win money on BetMGM. You, with, with tournament play going, you have all the time in the world this month to win some money sitting on your couch sitting at work, streaming a game on your computer. So go ahead, download the BetMGM app today. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. The question here is, what do the Vols have to accomplish in the SEC tournament for you to feel good about them? Uh, Christopher says just win one game, and that one would probably be the game over Florida because That's I it? think and I'll put up the bracket one more time so we can all check it out as we have this conversation. But Tennessee plays the winner of AM, Vanderbilt, and Florida. And Jack, you know this. Those two teams in the 12 and 13 spot, bad basketball teams. Terrible basketball teams. Terrible. I'm saying that uh, as a as a person who supports the Vanderbilt basketball program as much as possible, but they are a bad team. And so is A&M's probably even worse. They've hardly played in the last two months. So you you assume that Florida will sleepwalk through that game and and find themselves in a matchup with Tennessee um, uh, on, on the Friday day se- section. Um, to, to feel good about the Vols in the SEC tournament, I not only need to see them beat Florida again, but I need to see them beat Alabama or at least play really close with them. The first game they lost all season was against Alabama. I think the Vols match up okay with Alabama. If 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 Alabama goes cold from the three point line, I think they're vulnerable from you know not only in the SEC tournament but in March as well. I I believe that the Vols can get that done, but do I trust them? No. I need to see two wins in the SEC tournament for me to up my confidence level from a three point five to a six where you are. I need to see two wins. Two wins. Okay, so more comments. Win one game. Danny says two wins minimum. Kyle says beat Alabama. Uh, Steven says run like the roadrunner and score fast. So he's talking more uh, schematics with this. Uh, I will says, does Keon take the reins in the tournament to boost his value, or is he worried about affecting his draft stock? I, I don't understand that necessarily that question maybe, but I think Keon Johnson has the opportunity to uh, improve his draft stock with a massive NCAA tournament. Don't you think, Jack? No question. I, I think he's been an underachiever this season for the Vols. I, he, he doesn't really seem like that guy that you can turn it over to. Uh, he, he makes careless mistakes. He, he, I mean, he's just a young player, and that's going to happen with any freshman, especially playing in the SEC. Uh, you're going to make mistakes. But, yeah, I mean, this tournament is a great opportunity for him to boost that draft stock. He's probably going to be a lottery pick. If he comes out this year, I think he could use another year of extra development. But when you're projected a lottery pick, you're most likely going to go uh, and take that money. So, yeah, the SC tournament's a fantastic opportunity to, for him, not only to boost his draft stock, but to get hot, get in a rhythm, 
before the big dance when you so desperately need him to be playing his best basketball. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm, I'm looking at this SEC tournament bracket, and I just realized this. There's only 13 teams. Who am I, who are they, who's not in the tournament? Auburn's not eligible. That's right. Postseason ban. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm like, why in the hell are there only 13 games or 13 teams? And I was like having the hardest like brain fart trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. Auburn not being eligible because, you know, Bruce Pearl is going to be Bruce Pearl uh, from time to time <laughs> when it comes to that. So uh, I <laughs> was it a barbecue this time at least. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Bruce Pearl, you know, he's a, that's a different story. I love Bruce Pearl's basketball coach. I think he's a fantastic coach, but the guy, uh, very low morals. So for me, looking at looking at this is, yeah, I think they I think they need to beat Alabama. I think they have to. If they lose to Florida, then I am just it. There's no hope for this basketball team if they lose to Florida. Uh, but if they beat Florida and play well against Alabama, and then and then do and play tight against Alabama, I think I can feel better. Like, even if they lose to Alabama and if it's down to the wire and they play well and you start to see Fulkerson continue to play well. Because, Jack, your stat that you had this morning really made me think it's all about Fulkerson. 13-1 yeah. and one, when Fulkerson scores 10-plus points. Like, that should be something Tennessee should focus on to get that guy going because he clearly gets everybody going. So if Fulkerson can string together a couple of nice games against Florida back-to-back, and then against Alabama, now I feel solid that this can still be a Sweet 16 basketball team. Yeah, I agree. I, playing well against Alabama, it might not be enough, but they're playing two games in two days, and that's what you're gonna you got to get in. You gotta get in that mode now. Two games in two days in the in in the big dance, you're gonna be playing two and three days. So you need to get acclimated to that, kind of having a quick turnaround after a win. So you absolutely have to beat Florida to feel at least okay. If you lose to the best team in the SEC and and really the hottest team uh, in college basketball, they were, they were for a stretch of this season, that's okay. And the Vols' expectations, I think, this year from where it started uh, have significantly dropped. I, I don't think that that's a stretch to say. But if they give them a run and are in it with you know in the last minute, if they are really in it uh, and have a chance to win down the stretch against Alabama, I think that, that that's a passing grade. There, that's not something you hang up on your refrigerator, though, when you leave the SEC tournament and say, look, yeah. I, feel, I feel great about where we are as a basketball team. No. you got to beat Alabama in order to do that. But you really have to beat Florida. Florida, just you beat them on Sunday, which you have to feel good about going into that potential matchup. You assume that Florida's going to get the job done. But if you really beat them twice in a row, I, I think that that's something that's really hard to do, and it's something that could really boost the Vols' confidence. For sure. It is eSports here live on a Monday. Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham talking a little Vols today. Now, let's get to this because uh, our guy Zach Reagan uh, wrote an article at A-Z-SportsNashville.com about the Vols needing to replace Peyton Manning as the face of the Vols football program. So I, I thought this was very interesting. I, I'm sure a lot of you guys have read it because the numbers have been very strong on this article. And Greg's right. Man should be back for Florida uh, when they play again on Friday, potentially. So Florida will play Thursday. So here's the question I want to ask you guys. Who is the first athlete that comes to mind when you think of the Tennessee Vols? Who is the first athlete that comes to mind when you think of the Tennessee Vols? But first, I'm going to tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comp comprehensive orthopedic 
in sports medicine care. Uh, whenever that injury happens in life, you need to make sure you know where to go to get the best coverage, the best process possible is at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, Tennessee. Again, they don't send you all over town for different steps of the recovery process. Normally, you got to go get looked at by the doctor at the office. Then you got to go over here to the imaging center. Then you got to go to the surgery center. Then you got to go to the rehab center. But at the Bone and Joint Institute, it's all in one place, and it's all designed to make it easy on you. Boneandjointtn.org. They do great stuff here in the Middle Tennessee area. Also, also have their sport ortho and rehab facility in Nolansville for your convenience. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Also, BetMGM is where to go. You got to go to BetMGM, download with promo code A to Z Sports. You'll receive a risk-free $600 bet. They're handing out free cheese, guys. We got to take advantage of that. Um, so go ahead, download BetMGM. You can do in-game parlays, which are so fun over there. I know Austin's a big fan of them. Um, fun way to win money. If yes. you peg a game just right, you're going to win an in-game parlay. The odds are boosted with that as well. Um, they have different opportunities you can take advantage of with boosted odds. It's an awesome app to use if you like sports and you like putting some money on it. Download BetMGM today. So the question we're getting into now, this topic that our guy Zach Reagan brought up, and we're live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, is who is the first athlete that comes to mind when you think of the Tennessee Vols? And Benjamin asked on YouTube, all time or now? That's that's the point of the question is we want it to be as vague as possible, as broad as possible. It's who the first athlete that comes to mind when you think of the Power T and the Tennessee Volunteers Evan jokes, our, our guy Jonathan Crompton, who was on the show on Friday talking balls with us. But Danny says Reggie White, his favorite player of all time. But he also says Peyton Manning for Evan there too. Jeff Rubel, who is Big Ten Jeff, an outsider, says Peyton Manning. Um, Zach Goodman says he would say it's a tie between Peyton Manning and Butch Jones, which is oh, no. I don't know if that's a troll or not. Um, so uh, Dom says, why not Manning? There's a Peyton right there. Dale Carter coming in from Benjamin, uh, Peyton Manning from Ryan. Uh, Brock says, no doubt it's Manning just ingrained in people's minds. Christopher says Peyton as well. Dom says Manning and Justin Gatlin. So you're kind of aging yourself of where the other name besides Peyton Manning. Bobby says Peyton Manning. I saw the article this weekend and don't know why you're trying to move on from Peyton. Guy, great guy and very recognizable. We'll dive into that in a second. Paul says Manning, of course. Jamal Lewis always sticks in his mind. Uh, and Greg says, anyone over the age of 26, the answer is Peyton Manning. Jack, you're are you, are you over the age of 26 yet? I turned 25 uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so not, not quite not the 26. Quite. Yeah. So, but you grew up in the Middle Tennessee area. You have been around the Tennessee Vols athletics. Who is that athlete that comes to mind first when you think of the Tennessee Volunteers? Well, it's a few guys in a couple different sports. I, I think of Peyton Manning, no doubt. Peyton Manning's legacy is so great at Tennessee because of what he did in college. Uh, you can argue whether or not he got robbed for the Heisman, which, I mean, I think it's a fair case to make. Um, and then not only that, but he goes on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. So that has to stick. When you have a guy who succeeds in the pros and college, then then that's bigger. You know, you you had Todd Helton, I think, is another good one for, for baseball. Um, he, he has to. He has to be the face of the Vols in baseball. Um Reggie White's a good one. He's a bit older uh, than where I when I came into the into the mix. Sure, Paul Lewis is a good one. Um, Alvin Kamara is an interesting one. 
his success really started to take place. He made a big jump out of college when he got to the NFL level. He didn't do so much when Butch Jones was a coach. and it, His usage was down. I mean, definitely probably below where it should have been. Um, Candace Parker, that's a good one from Big Ten Jeff. Um, yep. But no, the face of the Vols, Jason Witten's a good one, he, you know. I forgive. We can all forgive the fake hair piece on Monday Night Football. Uh, as a Vol and as a football player, he was great. But yeah, Peyton Manning is the guy. And if you're looking to replace him, it has to start in college. You've got to perform up to Peyton Manning's level at Tennessee, and then also have success in the NFL. They haven't really had a guy do both since. Well, then. at one point in time, this was when I was a freshman at Tennessee. Um, it was at that time, Albert Hainsworth had just signed his big contract with the Redskins. And in that moment, the Tennessee Vols had the highest paid defensive player in the NFL at the time contract and the highest paid (laughs) offensive player in the NFL at that time. So that was, again, that was 11 years ago of when that happened, that they had the highest paid people on both sides of the ball. So, who is the first athlete that comes to my mind? And and like recency, recently, like when I'm thinking of active, unfortunately, the way it's been is Jarrett Garantano has been so consuming that like if you're talking like like active over the last several years, I think of Jarrett Yes, for sure. Yeah, Jarrett Garantano, because of all the articles written about him and all the discussions had about him either side on can he get out of the funk? Is he terrible? Whatever it is. Should he be bent? Should he transfer? Jared Garantano has consumed so much of my time over the last four years of running this business and talking Vols for a living that he comes to mind immediately. But Peyton Manning is the answer. And that's where I think Zach Reagan, our guy at AtoZSportsNational.com, is spot on with this. Because Peyton Manning graduated or left Tennessee in the spring of 1998. It is 2021. Peyton Manning stopped playing NFL football in 2015. It is like Tennessee. And I I remember talking to a, a buddy of mine, even while Peyton Manning was still playing in the NFL, who was involved in SEC recruiting. And he was saying like, these kids don't even know Peyton Manning as a Tennessee Vol anymore. Like it's, this is all about recruiting and Zach Reagan nailed it. It's a, Tennessee needs to adapt in how they market their program and they need to go call up Alvin Kamara's representation and enter a strategic partnership uh, with Alvin Kamara to promote the University of Tennessee football program because Alvin Kamara is a success story of the Butch Jones era. The Butch Jones era ended in a dark storm cloud. But now Alvin Kamara was able to get out of that and score six touchdowns on Christmas night. They need to prop up Alvin Kamara as high as they possibly can. And and how do you, how do you feel about that, Jack? Well, I like that. Uh, Kamara transferred from Alabama to Tennessee. Um, I think a lot of people kind of think of him, you know, in that crazy backfield that was like Derek Henry and TJ Yeldon. Uh, I believe he was a part of that. Um, but yet Tennessee does need to do a better job, but I I agree with you. It goes both ways. They could use a lot of promotion from Alvin Kamara themselves. You see Kamara, he's out there snowboarding in a Pred sweater. So why can't he throw on some orange? Um, 
But no, he is the guy in the NFL right now you have to look to. They just don't have any other star players. I see Eric Berry in the comments. By the way, the comments are cracking me up. Um, Eric, Eric Berry, he did it both in college and the NFL. Um, the reason why I say that Kamara didn't do it, in, he just wasn't you know, that, uh, a, that big of a star. He didn't have the star power in college that those other guys did. Yeah, he split time. You know, like he's he split time in college, and uh, you know Tennessee fans love Alvin Kamara because the guy has an incredible personality. Uh, oh, he's so and likable. That's the best thing about him is that he kind of, he he appeals to everyone. You know, he he he's that new age modern era running back that does most of his damage in the pass game, and he's super fun, super nice guy off the field. So what's not to like about? It? He's one of the most likable players in the NFL. Why he's not synonymous with the University of Tennessee is a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, here's I'm going to read from Zach Reagan's article at A2ZSportsNational.com about this. He reads a quote from a recruit, Rayshon Luke. He says, quote, I see myself as an Alvin Kamara type, someone who can move around and make plays in the run and passing game. Alvin Kamara, that's my guy. That is the number one all-purpose running back recruit in the 22, in the 22 class Ray Sean Luke to 24 seven sports. So Alvin Kamara is the new hot thing. It's like when quarterbacks are being now being compared to the guy has similar style to Mahomes because he can throw with different <laughs> arm angles, right? Like he's got the baseball background and like Russell Wilson, right? So you see all these like NFL players who are so transcendent that they reach the young high school age and people start to model themselves after these pros. Steph Curry, how like how many Steph Curry jerseys do you see all over the country? Whether you're in Florida or the Midwest or actually out near the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry has changed the way kids play basketball. Alvin Kamara is grabbing so many young people's attentions and young running backs' attentions that why shouldn't? Tennessee better promote Alvin Kamara as an ambassador for the Vols football program. And this isn't a knock on Peyton Manning. It's just that you need to move Peyton Manning to a different category. Like he cannot continue to carry the torch for his entire life. Like he's going to become irrelevant to the recruits of today. If, if he hasn't already. So like you've got to just move him away to, from what his role is to the alumni role and then find the Alvin Kamara that can appeal to the recruits so your program is that much healthier. Yeah, I'm with you. And a lot of the great, truly great programs in college football have those guys, have multiple guys like that, where you can just say, oh, yeah, well, they came here, you know, two decades ago. But Check out this guy right now. This guy, he's the next one. He's the next guy up. Tennessee doesn't have a next guy up on that roster, I don't think. Uh, Harrison Bailey didn't look like it, at least. If right. Well, and and we talked about this. Simpson, that could have been different. Yes. Their Eric Gray is gone. Yeah. Right. Eric Gray could have been that, but he bolts to Oklahoma. And Jeff Rubel's right. Here's the issue: Tennessee hasn't been relevant for so long. They haven't had a household name in college. You think Ohio State? You say Zeke, Braxton Miller, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, there's a lot of guys uh, to go there, but like. Tennessee has had a lot of good college football players, but they haven't had the college football player that has that has been fantastic in the NFL that was good in both college and the NFL in a long, long time. Because even if you go to like 
we were talking pre-show, Jack, and I brought up Justin Coleman or Emmanuel Mosley, who are starting level NFL corners. And Justin Coleman has made a bunch of money as a slot corner in the NFL, but he wasn't that good at Tennessee. Emmanuel Mosley wasn't that good at Tennessee, but he's starting for the Niners. And so who are the guys in the NFL right now that the Tennessee fan base is that is successful at Tennessee and successful in the NFL besides Alvin Kamara? He's the obvious one. Cam Sutton deserves an argument. I, I think that Sutton deserves one. Derek Barnett, Derek Barnett had all of the makings to be this player. Uh, the Reggie White comparisons are too easy with him because he went to Tennessee and he's drafted by the Eagles. He's and not. He that broke guy. Reggie White's record. Yeah. Yes, but I, I think if the Eagles were could do it over again, I don't think they would go with Derek Barnett. Um, just with injuries and production issues. Granted, they, he's playing on a really bad team. Uh, that doesn't help him either. But you you would think that he was the next. Clo- he had the most potential to rise to that level of stardom because he was great at ten- record setting at Tennessee and also had a chance to be a really high, highly productive guy in the pros. Jawan Jennings is a guy who has a legendary uh, reputation with the Vols. He made some huge catches. Uh, he, was, he was one of the most feared receivers in the SEC, but it doesn't look like he's going to, you know, crack that top three rotation out in San Francisco. Um, Anytime soon. No, no, not, not even close. I mean, he, I believe he was undrafted. Was he late round or was he undrafted? Uh, he was seventh round draft pick. Okay, so still, um, the expectations for him in the NFL are clearly not high, um, just with being drafted in that in that range. Um, it's you got to have a guy who has a legendary college career who can also who also translates his game to the NFL like Kamara did. Uh, if you had a guy like Derek Barnett was in college, and how Kamara is in the pros, then that's your next guy. You need to find a guy like that. I don't. They don't grow on trees. So no, no, no. That, like they haven't had one. Like Eric Berry was that, and then unfortunately he had yeah. so many injuries and cancer that just derailed what was a what was a, 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 a Hall of Fame career. Like let's let's. I'm not. That's not like hyperbole. Eric Berry only played five full seasons in the NFL, and in all five of them, he was named to the Pro Bowl or an All Pro team. Like that's that's how good Eric Berry was, except his career was cut short for many different reasons. And I think Jeff Rubel has a point. Josh Dobbs could have been it. Josh Dobbs was the guy who had the electric college career at the quarterback at the quarterback position where you get all the attention that didn't have and hasn't quite had a chance to break through as an NFL quarterback. He's only played a handful of games traded back and forth between the Steelers and the Jags. Uh, and just, you know, he's not an NFL quarterback, it doesn't seem like, but he was fantastic, fantastic when it came to uh, at being a college quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe, you know, maybe his time is coming somewhere down the road, but to be a, a legendary NFL quarterback, I don't see that in his future. With ten, uh, you, you, It's hard. It's really hard when you – when the program has taken such a dip since Peyton Manning was there, it's, you know, and to find one of these guys, you have to also win in college. You have to be a part of great winning teams. And while Manning didn't get a national championship, they were damn close a couple times. Uh, so, so they got to first, what they have to do to find this guy is to get the program back to the point 
where it is a consistent, you know, a, a team that consistently does damage in the SEC and competes in the SEC. They're not at that level yet. So if you are at that level, then that contributes to this big aura, this big, you, you know, this just larger than life um, reputation. That, is Tra could Trey back. Smith be this? Could Trey Smith? I mean, no. He plays offensive line, so it's hard, right? No. But no, not at all? No, no offensive lineman. You don't want an offensive lineman to replace Peyton Manning. You got to have a star. If you really want a star to replace Peyton Manning, I mean, there's some great offensive linemen in the NFL, and they're vastly underappreciated. But you can't replace Peyton Manning with an offensive lineman. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But I think Trey Smith could could Trey Smith could become a big ambassador for the university because I think he's going to be really good off. He's really good guard in the NFL for as long as his hopefully his blood clots and his lungs are completely behind him. But I, I think Trey Smith could play for a decade in the NFL at a high level. He's that good of a guard prospect. And so we'll just have to see what that happens. And somebody else brought up a good question here. Bobby said, do the Vols have any basketball stars? And Christopher says, Grant Williams, Jordan McRae, Tobias Harris. Like, Tobias Harris was only a, a one-year guy at Tennessee, and that was in the Bruce Pearl barbecue year where the basketball team wasn't that good. Tobias Harris, a one-and-done, who is one of the leaders on the Sixers, who are the best team in the East. And then Grant Williams is playing with the Celtics, but Vol fans don't care about the NBA. No, they don't. You're right about that. And that's fun. I love the NBA, so I'm all over this. But uh, with Tobias Harris, he's kind of a secondary. Look, he's a starter. He's he, he's an everyday starter, but he's second. He plays a really a third fiddle in Philadelphia behind Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, Grant Williams, he's his minutes are starting to go up. He's contributing regularly for the Celtics. So I think that's a good sign, but I don't think he's going to be that star. He has, he has the first part, the first half of what we've been talking about. He was a part of great teams in college, and he had he was he was that larger than life uh, figure that a, a ton of Vols fans really looked up to. He was a very likable guy, but I don't think he's going to have the same amount of success in the pros as a guy like uh, Tobias Harris, even not, not even not even really close to the potential that Alvin Kamara has. Well, and Christopher uh, brings Richardson. up jo Josh Richardson, who uh, Josh he's Richardson. Yeah, but again, like he's, he's coming off the bench in Dallas. Uh, we're we're naming like right now, Tennessee has better NBA basketball players than they do NFL football players. Yeah, definitely, definitely the guys that can contribute to their teams. Uh, in the NFL, the Vols have a have a few guys, but none that are really you know a key player for them and a, and a guy that they rely on to have success. Where Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson, if they have good nights, they give their their teams a. A, a, a very good shot to win a game. No, and then obviously, like there's there's less people on a basketball team to contribute yeah. to have a higher think, impact than a football team. But like so, but I, I do think Tennessee basketball is in a healthy position where the football program is just obviously uh, trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Um, so yeah, Greg says apples and oranges or oranges and kiwis, as uh, Zach likes to say. Here, all right, Jack is in for. Zach Bingham today. Zach will be back from his ski trip tomorrow. So we do bad sales job every Monday. Excuse me. Bad. I, I haven't been able to talk very well today. I think the allergies are starting to just pop up. But uh, bad sales job every Monday. It's Jack's first crack at bad sales job where we'll each give the other something that they have to sell to the audience. And then the audience decide who did a better bad sales job performance 
But first, let me tell all you guys about Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. That is where you need to go if you're looking for a new ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They're in Lebanon off I-40 exit 236 in Lebanon. Payne Bone and his crew do a fantastic job. They really do with customer service, with finding the right ride for you and not just forcing a sale on you because they're a used car sale. No, these guys are legit. They have great uh, products. The Hyundai Palisade is a badass SUV with a third row. Uh, they've got so many great models there at Wilson County Hyundai. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com uh, is where to go to f- check out their inventory or head out to Lebanon, Lebanon and tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. BetMGM is the king of sports books. It's the leader in all things sports gambling. Go be a part of this if you're not already, which you should be. Um, uh, use code A to Z sports. That's going to, that's going to be what kicks the door down for you in the sports gambling world, because you get a $600 risk-free bet. Uh, you, you can use it on in-game parlays, uh, the, the Preds, you can bet against the Preds. That's very profitable, uh, unfortunately for us, but, um, there's a ton of stuff to bet on. Everything's happening right now. The NBA, the MLB is about to start back up. March Madness is just around the corner. It's a week away, really a week and a half away. Uh, so go ahead and download the BetMGM app as soon as the show ends. All right, Jack. Are you ready for bad sales job? I'm ready. So Jack is uh, dabbling in sales for A to Z Sports as a as a company. So I am very curious to see how Jack will do in his first bad sales job segment where I really am going to put it on him and, and give him some Bring pressure. It. So are you sure you're ready for this? Because this, I, I'm, you know. We'll I didn't see. go to college for sales, but yeah, I know uh, that. Look, I know hey, that. I'm a I'm a well-rounded man. I like to I like to think I can contribute contribute in just about any facet needed uh, that I'm needed to. So yeah, let's do sales. Uh, that's that's my new thing lately. I I think I'm turning into a salesman. I, 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 kind of, I kind of like it. That's what the owner of the company likes to hear. I like yeah, to hear right. that that look, the sales. Hey, I know who I'm working with. The sales bug has bitten Jack, which is a great <laughs> thing. So I'll I'll let you go first. Okay, okay, here is here is your bad sales job. Zach, I'm sorry, Jack, you have to sell us on why John Morant is not the future and the Grizz need to trade him sooner rather than later. Okay, when does my time start? You can take a, take a moment, think about your game plan. I already know what I'm going to say. I already know. Okay, and then so I, I have the clock ready. So, and I will start when you start, and I will stop you at 30 seconds on why John Morant is not the future of the Grizz and they need to trade him sooner rather than later. Ready when you are. John Morant isn't the future of the Grizzlies and they need to get rid of him as soon as possible because he's not the type of player that can lead a team to a championship. And when you draft a guy and kind of bank your whole future around a guy like John Morant, who still doesn't have a three-point shot in his arsenal, is a bad idea for a, for a future, okay? Jaron Jackson Jr. is more of the future than John Morant is because he's more well-rounded. He can hit from outside. He can go inside and get his. He can also rebound. Uh, John Morant is not a guy that's going to be able to... Stop. Okay. John, All right. oh, oh, I like John Morant. I hate <laughs> <to do> that. <laughs> Are you All there? Right. Did you... Yeah, okay. 
you froze a little bit when you said, I like John Morant. Uh, I like John. I just hate that I had to do that to him. And that's that's the point of the segment. I had Zach had to tell everybody how great Mississippi State was as a school. Dom said, Dom says, I can actually tell you believe that, Jack. Um, I have a bunch of friends from Memphis, and we, we sometimes get into this debate, so I was a little more prepared for this than uh, – Okay. All other- right. Well, that's that's tough for me then. I didn't know that. I had to come up with a Jack-centric – bad sales job and i thought attacking john morant would probably be a good way for me to go all right now you got to get your 30 second clock ready and uh and make it for me okay all right i I have a feeling you might actually do this um so here's what you're gonna have to do all right you're gonna gonna have to convince me why wearing open-toed shoes to the bar is a good idea wearing open-toed shoes out to the bar with so many other people who could be stepping on your toes why that's a good idea. Let me know when your clock's ready. Do you do this, by the way? I, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All right. Are you Are you ready? Ready. Look, this is actually the perfect time to take advantage of why you should wear open-toed shoes out at the bar because there's little threat to be stepped on these days because of what social distancing has done for our bar-going experience. So if you are a person who whose feet get hot, who have sweaty feet, and you want to take advantage of the cool air and your open toes, do it now because you're not going to get stepped on. Now is the time for open-toed shoes at the bar. All right, good. You did it in 25 seconds. So you want to let the dogs breathe, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm all about letting the feet breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, who won? <laughs> who won? Was it Jack on why the Grizzlies need to get on, get, move on from John Morant or me with the open-toed shoes at the bar? Don't wear open-toed shoes out to the bar. No one wants to see your hairy toes. Come on, guys. Do you have hairy toes? I mean, I don't have hairless feet. <laughs> you just told everybody how hairy your I'm toes are. I'm a 25-year-old are. man. There's a couple hairs on my feet. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm so, not a woolly mammoth. But. Uh, <laughs> Danny says Jack just won by his question. That's not how it works, though, Danny. Uh, Benjamin says Austin in a landslide. Jeff says, I say Jack won. He was more normal. Yeah, Austin I agree. COVID. He's, he's catering to the pandemic. That's, what? that's, that's, that's all about sales. That's, that's how you work it. <laughs> like you have to sell it. Um, Danny says Jack won. Evan says, sorry, Austin. I don't know. Sorry, Austin. I thought I did a good job with that. It's, it's a, a tie. tie from Dom. It's no tie. I'm the clear winner. I'm still waiting. We I, I don't know if we have a clear winner in this yet. Who won between Greg. Greg? Greg's been with you, Jack, the entire Greg, show. Jump ship him right now when I need him the most. <laughs> oh, uh, honestly, you a good answer though. You really did. You know, if, yeah. if there is a time to wear open-toed shoes, it would be during the pandemic, uh, out, rather than you know when the world returns to normalcy. Stacy says Jack won. Jeff says Jack won. Are we going to have to – is it all because John Morant I'm getting a lot shoot? more votes than you. Uh, Brock says, got to go with Jack. Awesome. How was mine awkward? Like, I I, I did a – I my the, – what I was presented with was awkward. Brock may not be a foot guy. You, you need to you need to find your audience and target the feet, guys. Okay. Jeff says, I would say best sales job from both yet. Well, it's my only one, so it's my best and my worst. True. That wasn't my best sales job. I mean, it was it was pretty simple. All right, did we just chalk it up? Did Jack win this? Did we give Jack the point just because he's a visitor on the show? Are you trying to stop the count right now? I'm trying to figure out what the count is. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I don't want to say tie because that's boring. 
But I, I think I, you know, I, I will, I will give you the point, Jack. Congratulations, uh, you, you get the point. Uh, congrats for your first. I see. Here's the thing: as we have tried to train Jack in sales, whenever you make a sale, you go make another sale, right? So, Jack, congrats on your bad sales job victory. Now, parlay this into a sale for A to Z Sports, and we'll all make make more money. How about that? We'll do that. Hey, that sounds good. All my faithful supporters, go follow me on Twitter, Jack A. Gentry. <laughs> yes, definitely give Jack a follow on Twitter. He does good stuff uh, for sure. All right, Jack, appreciate you hanging out. Thanks for everybody uh, who watched today. And uh, we will see you guys on a Tuesday morning. Zach will be back in town. Buck Rising live here on The Zone coming up at 10 o'clock. And then A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you later.